And for the first time, I get to say what an honor it is to be in service with my beautiful wife. <laughs> Sister Morgan, what? <laughs> I hope you're watching, Brother Blackshear. Sister Morgan is here. <laughs> Amen. I'm excited about what God's going to do here tonight. I do feel in prayer that God gave me a word for this service and for what's about to take place in this upcoming crusade and all that God's about to, is already doing and what he's going to continue to do. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 5. The book of 2 Samuel chapter 5. Amen. We're going to start reading about verse number 19. We'll stop somewhere around 25. If you have your Bible, shout amen. To some, that's an iPhone. To some, that's a screen on behind me. Amen. Second Samuel chapter 5, verse number 19. The Bible says, And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines without deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to Belperazim, and David smote them there, and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he hath called the name of that place Belperazim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them. And come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of the going in the tops of the mulberry trees. That then thou shalt bestir thyself. For then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord commanded him. And he smote the Philistines from Gibeah until thou come to Gazir. For the next few moments, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this subject, breakthrough to break forth. Would you set your Bibles down and would you lift your hands and would you ask that God would speak to us here tonight? Lord, I love you. I thank you for the presence that is already so evidently here. Anoint me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, God. Your word is already anointed. Anoint the ears of your people, God. I pray that you would do what only you can do in this house, God. Tear down strongholds, root up evil, God. Let somebody be healed. Let somebody be filled. Let somebody be changed, God, by the power of the Holy Ghost. I pray right now, God, we would take dominion over anything that would be a hindrance against this service. I ask, God, that the gifts of the Spirit begin to work right now, God. You would confirm your word with signs following. Let it be done in this house, God, as it is in heaven, Lord, in Jesus' name. Let everybody shout in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a song that got very popular uh, amongst us there for a while, sang by Eddie James, and it was Breakthrough. He says, you know, breakthrough in my heart, breakthrough in my mind. You are the God of breakthrough. Undoubtedly, if you have been in this at any time at all, whether you just received the Holy Ghost this morning or possibly you have been in this your entire life, at some point or another, you have experienced 
God as a God of breakthrough. The day that you received the Holy Ghost, he broke through that sin and filled you with himself. That's a great moment of breakthrough for your life. If you have ever been in a battle, in a struggle, as a personal thing, just going through something for yourself, you undoubtedly at some point begin to pray and God showed up and you broke through that situation. I'm thankful tonight to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my God is a God of breakthrough. He is a God that will break through on any situation, at any time, at any moment. He is a God that does not know a thing that he cannot defeat. There is nothing that he cannot do. There is no moment that he cannot show up. He is the omnipresent. He is the omniscient. He is the omnipotent one. He is truly everything at any moment to all people at all times. God is a God of breakthrough. He can break through in your marriage. He can break through in your addiction. He can break through in your struggle. He can break through in your life. He can break through in your depression. He can break through in your anxiety. He can break through in whatever you are going through tonight. I want to make it very clear that God is a God of breakthrough. I don't know what struggles you may have brought into the house of God with you tonight, but let me remind you that there is one greater than your struggle here. I call him my savior. I call him my redeemer. I call him the holy one of Israel. He is God all by himself. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the alpha, the omega, the beginning, the ending, the first, the last. He's the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, king of kings. He's the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000. Uh, there is nothing that my God cannot do. There is no situation that my God cannot overcome. Whatever you are struggling with tonight, whatever you are going through tonight, God is a He's a God of breakthrough. Somebody shout breakthrough. He was the God of breakthrough through all 66 books of the Bible. In Genesis, he was the creator and the promised redeemer. In Exodus, he was the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he was the high priest. In Numbers, he was water in the desert. In Deuteronomy, he became the curse for us. In Joshua, he was the commander of the army of the Lord. In Judges, he delivers us from our injustice. In Ruth, he became our kinsman redeemer. In 1 Samuel, he is all in one he is prophet priest and king in second samuel he is king of grace and love in first kings he is a ruler greater than solomon in second kings he is the powerful prophet in first chronicles he is the son of david that is coming to rule in second chronicles he is the king who reigns eternally in ezra he is the priest proclaiming freedom in nehemiah he is the one who restores what is broken down in esther he is the protector of his people in job he is the mediator between 
God and man in Psalms. Uh, he is our song in the morning and in the night. In Proverbs, he's our wisdom. In Ecclesiastes, he's our meaning for life. In Song of Solomon's, uh, he is the author of the faithful in love. In Isaiah, he is our suffering servant. In Jeremiah, he's the weeping Messiah. In Lamentations, he assumes God's wrath for us. In Ezekiel, he is the son of man. In Daniel, he's the stranger in the fire with us. In Hosea, the faithful husband, even when we run away. In Joel, he is sending his spirit to his people. In Amos, he delivers justice to the oppressed. In Obadiah, he is the judge of those who do evil. In Jonah, he's the great missionary. In Micah, he cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. In Nahum, he proclaims the future world peace we cannot even imagine. In Habakkuk, he crushes injustice. In Zephaniah, he is the warrior who saves. In Haggai, he restores our worship. In Zechariah, he prophesies about a Messiah pierced for us. In Malachi, he is the son of righteous who brings healing. In Matthew, he is the Messiah who is king. In Mark, the Messiah who is servant. In Luke, the Messiah who is deliverer. In John, the Messiah who is God in the flesh. In Acts, he is the spirit who dwells in his people. In Romans, he is the righteousness of God. In 1 Corinthians, the power and love of God. In 2 Corinthians, he is the down payment of what is to come. In Galatians, he is our very life. In Ephesians, he is the unity of the church. In Philippians, he's the joy of life. In Colossians, he holds a supreme position in all things. In 1 Thessalonians, our comfort. 2 Thessalonians, our returning king. 1 Timothy, our savior. 2 Timothy, our leader. Titus, foundation of truth. In Hebrews, he is our high priest. James, he matures our faith. 1 Peter, he is our hope in times of suffering. 2 Peter, the one who guards us from false teaching. 1 John, the source of all fellowship. 2 John, God in the flesh. 3 John, the source of all truth. Judah, he protects us from our stumbling. And finally, last but not least, Revelation. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is the beginning and the ending. He is the one who is coming again and the one who makes all things new. He broke through in all 66 books and he's going to break through tonight. He's going to show up in your life. He's going to show up in your home. He's going to travel to those that are watching online and he's going to show up for them he is a God of breakthrough somebody shall breakthrough God, break through in our lives, break through in our homes, break through in this city, break through in the outpouring, break through all across this county, oh God I feel there's a God of breakthrough in this house tonight. If you believe that, would you shout amen? He's a God of breakthrough. He's a God of breakthrough. But we as a people have mastered breakthrough. Because if you look at breakthrough, it literally means bringing you from one position to the next, it's actually the starting point. And a lot of times we make breakthrough the destination in our services. We come to the altar and we break through and we go home. And we make breakthrough our destination. We make breakthrough our resting place. We make breakthrough where we stop. And God is not just a God of breaking through. But after we have broken through, we release him and his ability to now break forth. 
He is, yes, a God of breakthrough, but when you stop at breakthrough, uh, you are limiting God from doing all that he wants to do. Breakthrough is when you come to the altar. You get a little bit of what you think you need, uh, and then you go home and you wake up the next day fighting the same thing. Uh, That's when you just experience breakthrough. You see in my text that David being a man of prayer, being a man of inquiring of the Lord. He goes to the Lord. He says, Lord, the Philistines are all around us. What do we do? And, and God says, this is what you've got to do. You've got to go and you've got to fight. So David goes forth and he fights. We know the story. He, he makes a big victory. He calls God. You're the God of breakforth. But I believe that he was actually in the prophetic there because he was talking about what God was about to do. Because God broke them through, but then scripture says that they came back again. And that is where we come to the God of break forth. But before he can become a God of break forth, there are some things you've got to deal with, David. Because the first level breakthrough exposed the idols of the enemy. And see, when you stop at breakthrough, you leave with exposed idols that have not been taken care of in your life. That's why breakthrough is temporary, but break forth is permanent. That's why a lot of us, when we get what we feel like we need from God, we have broken through. But in reality, we have just exposed the idols of the enemy that have to be scorched by the fire from the altar. Scripture says that he came to that place uh, and they exposed the idols and he took them uh, and he commanded his men. He said, now I'm commanding you to burn those idols. It was in Deuteronomy that he commanded them, the Lord. He said, you must burn them or they will become a snare to you. What you don't deal with after breakthrough becomes a snare to you tomorrow. That's why we cannot just stop at a goosebump. That's why we cannot just stop at a good little Holy Ghost shout down. But we've got to press into a level where we don't just break through, but where things that we've been struggling with get consumed by the fire of the altar. That's why we've got to get to a place where drug addicts can come right near, right now, and they can get that addiction consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I hope that you experience the God of breakthrough tonight. But beyond that, I want you to leave this place forever changed. I want you to leave this place not going home to the same fight you've always had. Not going home to the same struggle you've always been dealing with. Because God does not just want to show up tonight to deal with it for a temporary moment. But he is here to send an angelic host into the streets of Palm Bay and begin to prepare the way for what he is about to do. Mm. 
We're preparing for a great outpouring, and I believe we're going to see 120 receive the Holy Ghost. I have no doubt we're going to see many receive the Holy Ghost. But before many can receive the Holy Ghost, there has got to be a release across this city where the angelic host, like in my text, go forth, and they go before us, and they push back every prince of this area. They push back the darkness that is trying to resist us. They push back the enemy uh, that is trying to stop the lost uh, coming to the Lord. Oh, Jesus, help us tonight, God. There are idols uh, of this city. There are idols uh, of this place that the world is dealing with right now. They are dealing with the idol of entertainment. They are dealing with the idol of social media. They are dealing with the idol of self-image. And we've got to get to a place uh, where the fire is so hot. Uh, where the fire is burning so hot uh, in every altar call that when we get to this place uh, that idols get consumed uh, by the power of the Holy Ghost he said he said "All right, David this is what you've got to do because now you don't know what to do you've got to get up in the mulberry trees If you look at that word, it literally means the tree of weeping. Sounds a little bit like what we're supposed to do and we know not what to do. When you've prayed all, you can pray. When you've interceded all, you can intercede. When you've given every bit of English, you can give. Now it's time to let the Holy Ghost go to work on your behalf, child of God. And for God to do what he wants to do. I'm telling you there will be a release tonight. If we can push back beyond ourselves. And beyond just a breakthrough. And let the God of break forth. Hear the sound of the going in the top of the mulberry trees. And we hear angelic hosts leave this place tonight. And begin to prepare a path of victory and freedom. For all that are going to come to repentance. Scripture says, uh, Scripture says, he said, get up in the mulberry tree, David. Get up there. He said, and when you hear the sound of going, one translation literally says, when you hear the angels going before you, know that God has gone before us. And I still remember the simple yet most profound scripture, if God before us. And tonight, uh, I wish that there would be a release uh, of the supernatural uh, going home with every person that is here. uh, That when you go to your home tonight, uh, that God would literally uh, be ushering before you. uh, That you would begin to break principalities uh, in your neighborhood. uh, That you would begin to tear down strongholds uh, in your... Oh, Jesus. uh, Oh, can we lift our hands right now and can we just uh, begin to call upon the name of the Lord? Come on, pray a little harder right here for just a few more moments. 
if you've got the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, I wish you would go into some intercession right now. Uh, I wish we would push back against the darkness. Uh, I wish we would let this area know uh, there's about to be more come to repentance uh, than we have ever had. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. He said, David, get up there. Get a high vantage point. Get above it. He said, and just start listening for the sound of the going. And when David heard the sound, he understood God had gone before us. And scripture says that they smote the enemy from Gibeah all the way to Gazir. And if you do a quick study, you go back to the maps uh, in the back of your Bible, you will see that Gazir is actually the original border of the Philistine territory. So not only did he push him back, Brother Myers, uh, but he pushed him back to where he came from. Because he had pushed in a territory uh, that wasn't his. Uh, he had creeped his way uh, into territory uh, that didn't belong to him. Uh, but when God went before him, uh, he said, not only uh, will you receive victory on this one, David, uh, but now uh, I'm going to restore uh, back territory you never thought uh, you would have again. Uh, and he pushed the enemy back uh, to his original home uh, and his original location. Uh, there are places uh, that we thought we would never see fruitfulness there but you're one moment away you're one sound of going in the top so what there's somebody that needs to put the name of a prodigal on a path that you thought you would never see come home again and you need to realize when there's the sound in the going he said I'm going to push them back uh, to where they came from uh, I'm going to push them back uh, to where they belong uh, and he pushed them all the way back to their original territory and then scripture says Gazir I looked it up before service and I got to show my wife and I showed her the definition and it literally means cut off so not only uh, will he send him back where he came from uh, but once he gets there uh, when God breaks forth uh, it is not a temporary thing uh, when God breaks forth uh, it is not a momentary thing uh, when God is in control uh, it is not something that lasts uh, for five or ten minutes uh, but he literally cut off uh, the path uh, of re-entry uh, you've got to hear me tonight uh, if we could get up in the tops uh, if we could and start praying for this city uh, if we can start groaning uh, for this city God will release angels uh, that push the prince uh, out of this place uh, so that God uh, can bring all that he wants uh, for this outpouring Come on, somebody. I hear the sound of going. I hear the sound of going. I hear the 
Somebody put a soul on your prayer. Somebody put a name on your travail. you I feel this strong in the Holy Ghost God is about to send dispatches of angels to those that are willing to really get into prayer to really lock into intercession those that are really willing to bury their face in the carpet and get up in the mulberry tree no it's not comfortable no it's not easy but there are people in this city that are counting on us to release heaven on earth oh I feel intercession stirring in this house come on get up in those mulberry trees get up in the high place and let's hear God go before us come on let's take this next month and let's hear God go before us Come on, I hear it stirring in the atmosphere. Come on, I hear it. Does anybody feel that coming into this room right now? Does anybody feel that witness moving into this room right now? You don't need an invitation to this altar. It's always open. I wish somebody would grab a hold of the mulberry tree and you would say, heaven, I'm asking you to go before us. Come on, put the name of that prodigal that you thought you would never see coming home and watch heaven clear the path. Come on, come on if you're here tonight and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, what you're feeling right now, this is God, this is his spirit right here, he's wanting to come live on the inside, all you've got to do is lift your hands right now, repent of your sins and there'll be a new sound begin to flow up out of you like a river of living water. Come on, Eastwind. Come on, Eastwind. We've got to tap in for the loss of this city tonight. I'm telling you, I feel such a witness in the Holy Ghost. I feel such a witness in the Spirit. There are angelic hosts waiting to be released at the sound of going. Come on, get up in the weeping tree. Pray like you've never prayed. Seek like you've never sought. We need them now.
come on. If you're not comfortable coming to the altar, would you lift your hands right where you're at? Uh, and would you put your head back? Uh, and would you really pray for just a moment? Uh, would you really seek the face of God uh, for just a moment? Uh, until you hear the sound of going uh, pray uh, until you feel the release uh, of heaven going before you young men you were called the men of war in the old testament come on young men grab a hold of that sword and go to war right now i don't care if you're 12 15 16 or 20 you are a man of war grab a hold of your bible get a hold of the carpet and call upon heaven for this place this city's counting on it come on get a burden for prayer tonight young ladies come on this is how you learn how to intercede right here that feeling deep down right now that's where you feel it and it just begins to boil up don't worry about what you look like don't worry about who's around you just let the intercession begin to pour out without any other sound no music right now just for a moment could every person in this house lift your hands uh, and could there be a unified sound released in this house tonight one that says heaven we're ready for you to go before us now like never before we're at a place we've never been at in this world You've heard it preached. Brother Green has been preaching it so perfectly. Pastor Myers has been preaching it so perfectly. We are being positioned right now. Hear me. I'm not just talking on a global level. I'm talking about on a local level right now. Eastwind Pentecostal Church. You are being positioned specifically for a mighty harvest. Hey, hear me you have seen others receive the Holy Ghost you've seen 10 15 20 in a service sure but hear me in the Holy Ghost right now this body locally is being positioned for a great harvest right now we know what we feel that's the unsettling right now 
and says, when you inquire the Lord, Lord, what's our next move? Lord, what do we do now? And we got the direction. We're going to have a Palm Bay outpouring. So now God is calling us up into the mulberry trees. He's calling us into the tops of the mulberry trees. Come on, you've positioned yourself for this. Now, we just got to listen for the sound of going before us. And I'm telling you, there is a positioning happening right now. God is positioning us so that he can go before us and that we can have all that he intends for us to have in this season. Church body, one more time. Would you lift your hands and would you let a cry out in this place? One that weeps for the city, one that weeps for the county. Let heaven know we are positioned for the revival. Come on, that's it stirred up. Come on, that's it.
Some of y'all are wondering what you need to do right now. You just need to lift your hands and let it flow out. Don't worry about what it sounds like. Don't worry about who's beside you. God is trying to birth intercession in a lot of people tonight. Come on. Just let it flow in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Thank you, Lord. Psalms chapter 30, verse 5, I believe it says that weeping endures for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You don't get to joy unless you go through weeping. In fact, when you read the creation days, day one, day two, it always says in the evening and the morning was the first day, and the evening and the morning was the second day, all the way through day six. There was always that time of weeping. We have to go through weeping before we can get to reaping. Every time in the word of God that there was an outpouring, it was preceded with a sacrifice. We can go to the stadium, we can bring in speakers and singers, and we can put all the program together, but there will not be an outpouring unless we go through a time of fasting and prayer and weeping and have a sacrifice. When, when you look at Elijah and you look at the battle that took place on Mount Carmel, that outpouring that took place, both spiritually and physically, it took place because there was an altar that was built first and the fire came down and consumed the sacrifice. So I'm calling on this church over the next three weeks to enter into a time of intercessory prayer. I want us to begin to pray for things that we used to pray for years ago. and We've just put it away and we just figured it would never happen. I want us to dig it back out again and I want us to build a sacrifice on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday. Come on, if we'll build a sacrifice, I'm telling you, there will be an outpouring and God will show up and God will show off and show his mighty hand of power and he will do what we cannot do. But we can't be afraid to cry out. Can we do that one more time before we're dismissed? Would you just lift your voice? You cry. Jesus. Oh, Jesus, hear our cry, oh God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel like the word, yes. Yes.
Yes. Jesus. calling us to the cry and the shout as we talked about a few weeks ago we're going to cry out but I think tonight as we're dismissed and I know we have a reception for brother and sister Morgan over in the life center all of you are invited over for that but I feel like tonight that we ought to just make this the beginning not the end but the beginning of the next few weeks and I think we ought to just leave this place with a shout of triumph he's calling us to the cry and the shout he has spoken to us and given us a word. And I think we ought to lift up the roof with our voices right now. Would you shout unto him and receive that word? thank the Lord for four people that were filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. This is just the beginning. God bless you. We love you. You're dismissed.